Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to another episode of Jodo Order Podcast, guys. Coming at you Tuesday again. Sorry, a bit late. Uh, well, a week from the last episode, so not late in that aspect, but in the sense that we usually try and get these up the day of the episode coming out. But for some reason, we just got a bit busy. And uh, I could use the moving house excuse again, but yeah, I'll use the moving house excuse again. So that's why. <laughs> and that's going to be... Con- continually my excuse for about two months until I get it on the right date. So without further ado, here's the next episode, guys. going from two minutes in roughly two minutes in we always play it in the background as you know guys um so it's easier we're not old we're just forgetful uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it definitely helps to have it going in the background doesn't it chugs keeps the old memory track. keeps yeah. us on track this is um i find this very enjoyable in the sense that i was watching season and uh, season episode two and We've had what, over 10 years of Marvel. Mm. And I feel people can be a com- bit complacent with. They're not making it like this isn't like Oscar winning, you know, pushing the boundaries in every element of acting and cinematography and all this type of stuff. But it's not to say it's not great. But I think sometimes it's easy to forget how hard it is to make things like just superhero action i say movies because it's like it's cinematic isn't it yeah but make them work because there's so many people that try and do this and marvel have just they've they've like cracked this formula of making this thing work and i know we've got characters that we've now lived with for years and that's obviously a lot easier for kicking off any series that you already have a relationship with the people in. But don't you just think it's like they've just, they've made their own mould and it's just, they're just making shows out of this mould and it's just, it's always working. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's funny you say that because I think I mentioned previously, I'm, I've been re-watching all the Marvel films um, from start to end and like, it's, and you know, after Wonder Vision as well, um, that I felt there was due a rewatch. And having looked at them with fresh eyes recently, I mean, really, as a body of work, it really is quite incredible. I mean, I, I you know, I, I kind of underestimated it in some ways, you know, because I was always, I, I was, I always enjoyed the films, but I never really, you know, I wasn't as devoted as like some friends I know. But now, after Wonder Vision and now and with the you know Falcon and Winter Soldier series, 
and re-watching the films. I mean, really as a body of work, it's quite incredible how consistent it is uh, and how, and you know, I mean, uh, uh, the films offer so much in terms of story and like connected, uh, you know, connectivity between them and, and how the characters kind of go across them. And I think before when I was watching them, I was kind of a little bit off put by that because sometimes, you know, you'd watch a Spider-Man film and, you know, you have Tony Stark in there like half the time and you don't realize that as, you know, that it's essentially kind of part of this bigger picture. But, you know, once you kind of get in on the bigger picture and you really start to explore it, I mean, it's such a wealth of great creativity and imagination. And, and you know, I was wondering with, and, and you know, now that we're now on the, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is the second sort of, you know, spin-off series. And, you know, I was, I've, I've been considering like, you know, will this be as good as WandaVision? And am I preferring it to WandaVision? Uh, because, you know, WandaVision, you know, we both loved it by the end. Um, and even though, you know, in this, and I mean, but this is what's so great about the Marvel Universe is actually, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier is very much a different tone from One Division. It's, you know, kind of back to that movie tone, carrying on with the action sequences, but it's also, you know, it takes on those serious elements, but also it's, you know, pretty hilarious throughout as well. And that's what I'm kind of loving as well is actually how different it is in tone to One Division that, like, they're both funny, they both have action, but they're very different in in feel and structure and and it just kind of goes to credit like how much kind of i suppose how great the characters are that marvel has created and and the storylines that they continue to write for them um continue to be intriguing you know um and yeah I, you know it's interesting like because now you know like with these series I'm, I'm not really expecting i'm not i don't feel like I'm i'm trying to expect anything but you know what we're getting is actually you know, it's a, it's a great continuation of this universe that they've created. Um, and I think, you know, I mean, you know, with this series, it, it's already taken some interesting points that, you know, I'm questioning the six episodes, to be honest, mate. Like, I mean, will they be able to, you know, get all these kind of things rounded off? Or is it just, you know, a start to another section of the Marvel, you know, universe that they're just sort of launching through this series, which... You know, it kind of feels that way, in, you know, in terms of bringing in the new Captain America and stuff. But it's, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a a great body of work, and I'm actually I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing what happens, what what the next, well, what Phase Four will bring, you know, in terms of Marvel films, you know, new bad guys, new uh, crossovers, everything really. It it. it yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't feel that there's too much to fault, really, at the moment. Well, we're like... It's kind of the thinking of, you know, Marvel films were very much, what, two times? I think most regularly it was two times a year, wasn't it? I think you sometimes you had three times a year and stuff like that. And now with the current schedule, we've had one division kicked off at the beginning of the year, one week break in between. We get the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And there's going to be like a week break in between and then we get Loki. So we're like, we're, we're now like living, not real time, but it's like we're living within the world as it's happening kind yeah. of thing. Because there's never been, I don't, there's never been content, I feel like this, with so many main characters, so many stories you're like living in the world that they're living in and stuff is happening over here and stuff is happening over here and stuff is happening over here but they can all relate to each other 
they can all you know say one of the characters names or you can see it on a poster or a tv news channel in the background or you can reference it in the conversation and it all interlinks and makes sense and it's just like it's it's kind of amazing because it's the marvel cinematic universe is like becoming our universe because we're, we're we're living in it watching it as it's happening we're now watching all the in-betweens between like main major motion picture major motion picture where there would be like a year in between two year in between few months whatever it is and now we're living all the in-between bits as well so it's just like it's this thing that's never existed before and now it does i mean it's bloody awesome but at the same time yeah. it's just the consistency the casting is so on point yeah. the casting they just never seem to really make any mistakes i mean i mean they probably like I don't, I don't i can't really think of a character or actor who hasn't really fitted with their role yeah. they've made mistakes in probably like cinematic mistakes not all the stories have been as strong as the story that's gone before them not all the films have been as strong as the films that have gone before or gone after but as a whole scale like we're both saying to hit the level of consistency they are which is easily probably in the 80s in terms of if you were putting in a percentage Mm. it's just kind of unbelievable when one thing that loads of people and it still challenges filmmakers to this day when you're making a trilogy of movies and people always talk about how the second film it just takes this massive dip and then they try and rescue it in the third i mean that happens in so many famous trilogies over the years but it's just like they've hit the second third fourth 15th 173rd <laughs> yeah and they're still they're still going it's just like yeah. it's kind of amazing I, th- I think a big part of that as we've always discussed as well is that the writing throughout has been consistently very high um that even though at points it feels like you know they're always dealing with a threat or something like it the, the way that the because the writing is smart and because you have these quite complex characters with their own you know dark back histories and futures and everything really um that and with the writing kind of being i suppose conscious of enough or you know of of the characters in the world that it's in that you know that they're very careful to craft like interesting and intriguing storylines and to you know to bring characters that you already know back in a way which you don't know and then it sheds this new kind of light on them i mean looking at you know as i said re-watching you know the captain america films and seeing the winter soldier then and comparing him to now i mean he's basically a different character in a variety of ways but he's you know also very much the same and and you know you, you don't get that kind of nostalgia kind of being forced down your throat of you know they're they're smart with how they inject previous histories into this current storyline um without like yeah like i mean like because i mean if you look we take like the falcon and winter soldier series i mean the whole thing is based on like i mean in terms of looking at from the enemy's point or the bad guy's point of view the, the the flag smashers um you know, every time I hear that, I keep thinking flag shaggers because people keep talking about that recently on Twitter. Um, it's but, a no. terrible name, but I think it's supposed to be terrible. I think that's yeah. the point. I mean, they're all young, idealistic people, so like, yeah, a good name, well, a name like flag smashers would be is a good fit. Um, 
So, but it's interesting seeing how they've taken the blip and then turned it like all the way around that, you know, I mean, ultimately that was a good thing that happened that, you know, bring all these people back. But here we are where actually, and you know, when we discussed this in the first episode, you know, how Falcon had struggled to get a, you know, uh, a bank loan uh, because all these people had come back and all of a sudden the world was like completely upset and, and seeing how they're, you know, taking that theme and, you know, having these sort of, you know, radical people who want to revert back to the blip because essentially that was when the world kind of cared again, I suppose. Um, again, yeah, really interesting, you know, it's, it's because it's kind of, yeah, you're not wrong. And this is the thing with these, these new bad guys, the flag smashers, like you kind of don't, you know, it's that situation where they're like, they're doing bad for the greater good, you know? And so you kind of understand where they're coming from. But also, obviously, you know, you don't really want them to succeed and wipe out, like, half the population of Earth again. You know, that's pretty dastardly as well. So it's kind of a, you know, you've got this interesting, like, moral quandary as to, like, who's good, who's bad, you know? Um, Or is it, you know, all in that kind of grey zone, really? Which it kind of is, you know? Um, Yeah, you made made a brilliant point, though, in, and you're completely right, in the way they have these characters and like they have the writing behind evolving the characters but keeping the every now again sowing the seeds of the traits which bring them back to the characters we know them to be in the first time we've seen them appear and to now like the winter soldier is a perfect character for that because his character goes through so many different changes or like bucky he's bucky and then he's winter soldier and then he's kind of Bucky, kind of Winter Soldier, and then he's Winter Soldier and now he's Bucky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. kind of like a roller coaster ride, isn't it? But they never seem to overplay their hand when giving you those moments which take you back to his character's origins or the biggest part of his character traits that we're most familiar with. Yeah. But like I <laughs> I always wondered I don't know when it, you know, when they go and jump on these moving um, trucks, they're doing like, they're trying to stop the heist. And when he runs past one of the lorries, I was like, oh, yeah, of course, he's got super speed. Like, I completely forgot <laughs> that was the thing. I was like, geez, yeah. he's running fast. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love I, 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 I've I, literally I, turned the road into a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when he just, yeah, it takes you a second to just registers especially with the falcon kind of like sweeping off and then he's just there like it's right, i'm just gonna run you know and grab onto like the side with my you know um what's the, what's the matter the verbania what was it again yeah you've deleted it from both of our minds vibranium vibranium oh god yeah i like I, you know i heard it earlier and i was like yeah still always yeah. still always a better name than james cameron's Unobtainium Ugh. from Ugh. Avatar. <laughs> I hate Unobtainium. It was the why is that, why stupidest is name. It's called Unobtainium. Well, we can't obtain it right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so difficult. We have to kill all that these. Was a, uh, that was a late night Avatar. script edit, wasn't it? What are we going to call this precious <laughs> metal? They, they really need it. You know, yeah. they can't get it. Um, impossible metal, impositanium, <laughs> unobtainium. That's yeah. it. <laughs> this is going to be billion dollar, <laughs> and it was. Um, <laughs> but um, 
there's i'm very uh i like the introduction of the show into the captain the new captain america and this is i don't know why i didn't think this was going to happen but in the sense that we always get that bit of character kind of development to give us like a you know a hold of a new character that's coming in so to speak so i i already like the team up slash rivalry that they've both going on because but once again i think it's great casting i think it's 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 a very it's they always love putting multi-elements in don't they so you've got Daniel Brawl's coming character coming back. You've got the new Captain America, and you've got this terrorist organization yeah. at the moment led by Infus Ness from the Han Solo movie. I was just going to say, yeah, um, I, I was researching her earlier, Erin Kellyman, you know, because seeing her face and it's like, hold on a second, we've seen that face revealed before, you know? Yeah. She's got really like her noticeable <laughs> face. What's in another film? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, she's got such a kind of noticeable face with the freckles and stuff that it's uh, yeah, it's quite funny to see. And also, you know, hearing a, you know a fellow Brit in the cast, it's uh, always welcome pleasure. And also, kind of you know, kind of stirring, you know, jarring when you know <laughs> you've got loads of Americans. Then like, come on, mate, we gotta we gotta sort this <laughs> out. It's like, oh, Brits evil again. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Start casting our usual villain role. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but you know it's interesting because like seeing the new Captain America being introduced and I'm curious as to, you know because he talks a little bit you know in, at the beginning you know with, with his his you know sidekick uh, Lamar Hoskins or Battlestar lols <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they um, mentioned that you know two weeks before they're kind of in the military and then they're there as Captain America and and, you know, this is kind of one of the things I'm wondering is like, I mean, I'm assuming that this Captain America has been given some sort of serum to be I don't strong. Think he has. Because, but this is the thing, because then they talk in the military about, you know, and later on they, they mention about jumping on grenades and things like that. And, you know, in, in Cap, you know, the new Captain America drops that he's jumped on like four grenades. So, his, but he did. He says he's done with his helmet, isn't it? Yeah. So, but yeah. exactly. So you're not sure if he's joking or if he's like a, a super guy. And this is, and it's same with like you know his, his psychic like Battlestar. You know, I mean, ultimately, I, I feel kind of bad for this guy. Like if he's not being given a serum and he's being, you know, they're being sent to fight super soldiers and you know Avenger level sort of bad guys. Because <laughs> they're really going to hurt after. But I'm assuming that they have done because I mean, you know, after the fight with the super soldiers on on the 18 wheelers i mean they kind of come away like you know un- ungrazed really so well either he's got really good lightweight protective gear that saves him from like a a super kick into the windshield of a car um yeah. <laughs> or he's just very lucky but you're <laughs> right because you should be more sore notably sore than they are chilled out in the back of that truck yeah. Um, and when, which is when we next see them like coaxing the guys to give them a lift but I don't know this is a puzzle I, I mean there's a storyline 
that we don't know if we're ever getting Chris Evans back, but I wouldn't be surprised if we do get Chris Evans back, maybe for a cameo. Who knows? He loved playing Captain America. He always talks about it. But you've got the Captain America Hydra storyline, which is obviously a massive, a very favorable storyline in the comics. This could be a this could be a way into doing it without involving Steve Rogers' character. You uh, could have a Hydra Captain America without it being Steve Rogers. I know it's Steve Rogers, obviously, in the comics with the main storyline, but who knows, man? I mean, one thing Marvel's good at is twists and turns. So I think we've got a lot more. Yeah. And I think we might be getting close to probably not the same we're probably shorter but at least the episodes are longer for six episode season yeah at least we're getting 45 50 minute and the credits seem to be a bit shorter than one division so that's great i know yeah yeah <laughs> it's not 15 uh, there's not a, like a 49 minute one division episode and people go woohoo and then it finishes after like 30 and like what yeah <laughs> And skipping through every 10 seconds yeah. waiting for, like, yes. you know, the next scene. There might be something at the end of these 10 minutes uh, no, no, credits. No, just keep learning, <laughs> you know, I just keep seeing the credits in Spanish now, you know. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it, it, it's... Uh, these episodes are, like, much more um, filled out. And actually, you know, and we have had, a, I think, a good balance so far of action and story. Um but yeah, I'm just kind of curious to see whether, you know, they'll go into some backstory as to um, new Captain America or Isaiah Bradley's, you know, kind of background and, and, um, and yeah, and like where he's kind of come from and like maybe we, you know, get like a kind of a flashback scene of how him and Battlestar became like mates or something. Um, especially like from being at the same school and then going to the army together and you know, there's definitely a, you know, a kind of Captain America Bucky sort of tale there to be told so um so yeah it's it's you know it's, it's uh, there's again you know kind of like one division where you're kind of throwing all these questions and hope that they'll be revealed um and but you know it's it's, it's kind of funny because again like in some ways the the show has made some assumptions on that like that i feel that we haven't been privy to yet as an audience that yeah it's like oh it's captain america like of course he's gonna you know be super but it's like but how super is he, you know? Um, and then, you know, and then also, you know, of course, then we get the, 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 the flag smashers and how super they are and where they've come from. And and also, you know, the fact that they don't fit in with, um, you know, the Falcon's theory that it's always like androids, aliens, or wizards. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but where do super soldiers fit in, mate? You know, you haven't, you haven't considered that one. I mean, and it's funny that you kind of said that because Winter Soldier was an enemy for a long time. So, you know, it's... Um, yeah, it's intriguing to see like their background as well, and and how that will play in, and uh, yeah, you know, and I I feel that like over the six episodes, it's probably going to unfold like a movie uh, again, like similar to One Division, where you, you you're going to have it's just going to keep building up into greater and greater things, obviously towards these guys, you know, getting the blip back and and understanding their role and their background, and you know, and also where their ties lie, because clearly they have you know their this underground network of uh, of terrorists um and you know and you know will they be linked in with you know um brule and you know and, and that whole backstory and and yeah and who, who exactly are their backers you know is it 
is there going to be some hydro remnants or whatnot? So, you know, it's uh, it's something I <laughs> I worry about. I worried about it in One Division. I worry about it in The Mandalorian. <laughs> I always get worried about the time. <laughs> it's like, do they have enough time? Um, I kind of the the way if I was setting it up, I would kind of use episode three, do a like slightly longer episode three, and just race. Give us when the blip came back, mm. how it affected them. Like, give us that. Give us where Daniel Brawl's character's been in. Maybe give us some of the history of the Captain America guy. Power up that. Yeah. That could be like that. Can be episode three, and then you've got three episodes of like 40, 45 minutes, which is effectively like close to two films, to be the main storyline, the arc that we're going to follow for the rest oh. of the season. That's that's how I, I'm. Thinking. I don't know why I'm que- worrying or questioning them because <laughs> it'll be fine. Marvel have done this a fair few times than I have, which is zero. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I just always worry about: Have they got enough time left to tell the whole story? They do. They probably mapped it out very well, but I still worry. Yeah, and I feel that, like you know, to be honest, all of these series are going to feed into like the new set of films. Um, coming so it's, that's what i kind of love about these series as well is that like they all feel like setups for like even i mean which you know as i said after re-watching like most of the marvel films now and it's like so epic and how can they really go like bigger like this is i feel how they're going bigger in terms of content that they're laying out these you know great setups as as series and then just going to launch into like a new set of films and and I feel that we're going to have like a whole range of new bad guys and realms that we're exploring. I mean, you know, with Doctor Strange 2 coming along, I mean, I watched Doctor Strange on the weekend. Such a great film. Um, And there's that whole, you know, magical universe to explore, which is is barely being touched. And I feel that that, you know, that realm will be explored much more in Phase 4. because you know, and also obviously with wonder and 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 how things have gone there, and you know, it's it. There's so much there. There's, I mean, you know, because Thanos is like the physical world, and then you've got this whole other magical world which has barely been touched. You know, um, yeah. so it really is like you know setting up for you know something huge. But, um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, and similarly with th- with this in Captain America. I mean, you know, still we have like these kind of very real physical threats, and um, and you know, coming from places unknown on earth you know and, and possibly hydro remnants or is it you know like a new kind of network which is trying to run things or change things um it's uh yeah i mean you know it, it there's so much to be explored and you know it's uh but yeah i, I mean to be honest i'm just really loving one of the things i'm loving most about this series is for such dark characters as like the Winter Soldier and, and obviously, you know, with um, what the Falcon's going through, like kind of past and present as well, like, you know, being friends with Captain America, losing him, and then now like having all these financial troubles as we discussed. And what I'm loving is the comedy in this, you know, um, like there's a few scenes, in, particularly in this episode, um, that are so funny. Like, you know, when they're scoping out the terrorists at the warehouse and... <laughs> And uh, you know, um, Bucky's there. That went when Falcon like creeps up on him. (laughs) That (laughs) makes me laugh. He's like, "Hi, how are you? Good, and you?" You know, (laughs) it's just so (laughs) sarky and like, 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, at any moment they're going to break out into an argument, or they're going to just like I don't know, just laugh about it, and or, or even make out about it because there's so much tension between them that you have no idea where anything is going to go. And then of course there's the scene later on with the the therapist as well, which is just close to brilliant. You know, in, in terms of get closer, get closer. Are you guys having a staring competition? Like, <laughs> just, it's so ridiculous, but it's just, it works so well, and that's one of the kind of great things about this series as well you know that and one of the great things about the writing that they're able to kind of drop those you know really entertaining elements in which are quite unexpected and also you know they kind of um challenge your perception of what you know how the characters will be overall you know the fact that they're not all doom and gloom is actually like you know they are perfectly human really you know <laughs> I think it's more more so with like Bucky than with Sam. I think Bucky's obviously a bit more awkward, but yeah. in the sense they just don't have any other friends. <laughs> and they've, <laughs> just been, they've just been thrown together, and they're like, oh, well, like I, you know, I mean, they're they're really they are best friends, but in the most unconventional way. Yeah. That like they will obviously probably go to the ends of the earth for the other one, but at the same time. They can't stand them. They so, won't be smiling. That, that's for sure. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's it's brilliantly touched upon. Like the serious moments, um, like when Bucky goes back to uh, meet the guy who, who obviously was another effective Captain yeah. America, but was treated terribly over the course of his life and pretty much treated like a criminal. And it, this is what is obviously extremely well done in the writing side of things, because to go from that level of humour to the level of seriousness and back and forth without it either one feeling out of place is very well done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This, 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 the scene where he goes back to visit uh, that guy... It's just before the councillor scene, but yeah. neither of them feel out of place. Yeah, Isaiah Bradley. Sorry, I, 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 I think I called Captain America Isaiah Bradley earlier, but he's John Walker, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All these new, all these new names. You know, I can never really put them properly to faces. So, sorry, people. Yeah. So Isaiah Bradley, when they go to visit him, and again, yeah, you're right. It, it's a really kind of dark moment, and again, like uncovering that history, which is like. You know, that hasn't been told, and obviously Falcons are kind of pissed off that no one knew about that either, and it's just been this kind of very well-kept secret. Um, and also goes to show that, you know, whilst Hydra is the bad guy, or, the, you know, the bad organisation, um, or the evil villainous organisation throughout the whole kind of Captain America timeline, you know, there's still so many things that the American government does that is questionable, um and you know even people at, such as the avengers are not privy to what, what they're doing and what they're up to um which again i think adds a, like an, an interesting kind of level of intrigue because um you know there's another thing that captain america says in the truck as well that you know i mean ultimately you know they're, they're spying on the falcon and winter soldier through mm. um red wing uh that he kind of mentions and says like well it's the government you know which, by the way, you know, from last week when we were discussing, like, what could the Falcon do to make money? He can't use that. Well, I mean, clearly there's some government, <laughs> you know, um, the, the government still owns his jetpack, unfortunately. The poor guy, yeah. you know, so he, he can't mortgage it out to, you know, help his family's failing fishing business. Um, yeah. 
alas. But, you know, that's an interesting point that he kind of says, you know, that they're monitoring them essentially and that, you know, and kind of the way he indicates it as well is, is almost like, you know, we, you're sort of heroes as long as the American government agrees, really, you know, and we're going to keep watching you. And, and I, you know, and with this kind of Captain America rivalry as well that they're positioning themselves with, it feels almost as if, um, yeah, that he's kind of like uh, becoming a, a bit of a, you know, an agent on behalf of the government and kind of, you know, the, the, everyone has to dance to his tune because he's sort of the new guy and, you know, the representative. And uh, and again, because we don't know his background, you, you, we don't really know how kosher everything is really, you know. It's true, and it it follows it it does follow the story beats, so to speak, of the Winter Soldier film, oh. with um, the Robert Redford character, and you know the yeah. Shield being Hydra infiltrated, and all that kind of stuff. So it keeps along, and and as we know, even with the Avengers, the Sokovia Accord, and everything, the whole government. Avengers government superhero things has never been a marriage made in heaven by any stretch of the imagination. So it's interesting to see where it'll go. And of course, we got Daniel Brawl's character in, which is an extremely interesting character, and he's a brilliant actor as well. So, and then we got Agent Carter, the other Agent Carter coming in as well. So there's just so much more to give, I feel, with this series, isn't there? I mean, we're just scratching the surface. Yeah, you know, I mean, whether they explore this in, in, you know, explore so many of these slight themes in this series or just setting up for future ones, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's great. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's funny because re-watching the episode again for this, you know, for this podcast, it was, um, I was, you know, kind of going into it thinking like, you know, because I first watched it on Friday and now we're on Tuesday and, you know, usually I watch these episodes twice. Um but I, I got kind of more enjoyment watching it the second time because, again, like, you know, it, being reminded of these the storylines and also just the comedy elements, you know. It, it, yeah, I mean, you know, at, at first I was kind of assuming that Division couldn't really be topped as a series. And I'm not, I, you know, I don't really want to compare them because they are, you know, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, they're so different in tone and kind of feel. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's just... It, Clearly, I mean, we're just being very entertained, you know, continuously, which, you know, I mean, for Marvel to continue to do that, it's, um, yeah, it's just such a feat, really. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Loki series kind of presents as well in terms of the, the universe and where that will expand out to um, in terms of the, well, alien side of things, really. Yeah, I feel the Loki series is going to, kind of touch on WandaVision not in the sense of being the same but in the sense of trying something really different Yeah. so that's what I feel is going to be exciting there because I feel this is what Disney Plus is for Marvel to a certain extent, extent it's allowing them to try things that are different from the normal mould yeah. to expand the universe in a way which is more versatile and with the bigger wider variety of content yeah, and you get that, you know, and you get all the epic kind of beats, like, really dedicated to, like, you know, themselves in, in terms of, like, you have the fantasy side or the magical side, and that's clearly 
grown a lot through one division and you know as we said doctor strange and there's so much to be explored there and then you've got this kind of more army physical side you know in captain america and and you know and it's just more kind of straight action and you know explosions and you know <laughs> i mean so you, you're getting so much service from like both these sides and um and then yeah with loki it will be like a, a you know another kind of area um which may touch on you know the wonder vision side of things but also kind of exists in its own sort of separate realm as well so it's um yeah you have kind of three quite like interesting sort of tangents that they're going on and uh, yeah, I yeah uh, i i feel that they're going to marry them up you know into something really epic later on and you know we'll look back on this and be like wow these series have just kind of it's such a you know interesting idea and I, you know it makes me think as well like are these series are they going to be standalone series or you know with like wonder vision for example we'll have like nine episodes now a movie maybe more episodes you know like another series and so they won't be kind of strict series as such that you know you're kind of expecting them but like it's more continuing these arcs you know um through both films and dedicated you know standalone series or content really you know um, yeah yeah completely um and i feel that's kind of a good place for marvel to be in in the sense that they've announced quite a huge chunk of disney plus series already secret invasion you got obviously loki coming up you got miss marvel coming up you got she hulk coming up so you've got uh, you've got moon Night coming up, I think, as well. Oh, Moon Knight, yeah, good. You know, I used to read those comics when I was a kid. So, do, like, I feel they've got, they very much get to pick and choose in the sense that they've got a whole slate. Yeah. So by the time this slate is kind of to a point where it's closing, a few films are going to come out around that point. They can pick and choose almost whether to be like, do you know what would really work right now? A WandaVision 2. Or a Loki too, or something like that, because they don't have to go back to it, but they can go back to it. Yeah. Which is just, I mean, what could be better? And really? Exactly, and having that ability to make movies as well as series, um, which are just, they're just as good as each other, because, I mean, you know, I mean, as we always said, like, these series are so cinematic anyway that they feel like mini-movies, or like kind of movies chopped up into, like, however many parts. And that's what's so great about it. I feel that it's like, you know, finding a new era of sort of storytelling with these kind of big, you know, arcs that it's like, it doesn't just have to be a trilogy or, you know, a series of films. It's actually, you can mix it up, which I think would be great because, you know, there's so many, it makes the whole medium so much more versatile in terms of how they, you know, telling stories, how they're introducing characters, you know, defining the world that, you know, of the Marvel universe. I mean, you know, and also it allows us to kind of have more continuous content, um, like spread out over, you know, more kind of time in a way, if you know what I mean. Like that, you know, it's not like we'll get one film and then wait like kind of ages for the next one. It's like they can do things in between these films that can marry things up and, or, you know, you know, I, I don't know, let's say we have the Wonder film, like, you know, whatever Wonders storyline comes out in next whether it's a film or not and then you know you can have you know elements from other series feeding into that like for example there might be something in this which feeds into that later on and having those kind of crossovers between films 
series and just and whatever else i mean it's just going to be so that, that i suppose the next stage i mean they've done it with films already so it's going to be the next stage to do it with you know to bring in like all these series as well which is epic to be honest and i mean god the wealth of content that we're going to have is just insane yeah it's going to be insane it's going to be insane uh so i mean i can't wait <laughs> I can't, yeah, I, mean, I can't wait. We got so much great stuff coming up, man. We're going to try and cover it, so much of it for you guys. I know they've just announced when the Bad Batch is coming, the Star Wars series. So that's coming beginning of May. And you've got obviously the Loki series as well, which is coming in June, I believe. So we're going to have a bit of time in between uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and bad batch and loki which is great because we're going to do as we've spoken about before and we will do it we're going to do a bunch of monster content we're going to do the kong episodes and that'll probably be best way for us to drop them in there when we're in between seasons so to speak seasons that we're covering anyway so we're doing godzilla kong episode we'll do a kong kong (laughs) sounds like a a, a b version of the can can uh (laughs) we'll do a a kong kong episode and a godzilla kong episode and we're trying to cover some justice league as well because that film was just so long um (laughs) but great but just so long (laughs) that won't Um, be a watch along people (laughs) yeah (laughs) too long for the watch along (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um so guys we'll cover as much as we possibly can but you know let's let's look forward to i like tuesdays sometimes we might do it again on tuesday i don't know but it's kind of exciting now because don't have to wait a week till the next episode (laughs) (laughs) that's true Hi guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Jedi Order Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and may the force be with you.